We've got a couple of pine cones here. They're pretty nice. Yeah, they are, uh, they are pretty you good. You should yeah. consider pine cones. Yeah, buy well, some pine cones. Buy some pine cones. <laughs> Just find some. Find some pine cones. Uh, I don't know how that fuels the pine cone industry, but uh, I think it's good. It's it's got to be good, hasn't yeah. it? Just find find yourself some pine cones. They're nice. Yeah. So this episode of the Space Jam continue. Um. um. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Pinecone. Ums. <laughs> Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. And I'm Carl Noble. And uh, we left last week with Bugs just desperately trying to get some much-needed R&R. Yeah, he just needed a bit of downtime, it would seem. Well, I think he's realised that um, like the urgency of his task... Isn't it's, that urgent? It's not that urgent, and no. he's, he's, he's put the groundwork in. Everyone's sort of thinking about, you know, taking their lives in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Except Porky, who's very much seems to be thinking about taking his life in the same direction again. Yeah, um, you think he'd learn, but uh, yeah, that seems to be where we're at. And Bugs has gone. Well, it's nineteen fifty. I've got forty six years. Yeah. I'm going to go on holiday, uh, and it hasn't been working out for him. Uh, we left him in the Ozarks, and unfortunately, looking at the names of uh, the episodes coming up in uh, in this uh, podcast, we he's not going to get that R and R because he's not in them. But everybody seems to be in the South. It does seem that everyone's going there. I mean, like, I don't know, maybe after he made those guys go off the cliff, maybe he just decided to, you know, move on. Maybe. But, like, the first one's called Dog Gone South, and it's got, you know, it's got a few characters we've seen before, and not major ones, but, you know, it's in the South. I don't know about the Ducksters, but then there's a Foghorn Leghorn one. That's that's always in the South. Exactly. So, like, I'm worried. I'm worried that. Foghorn yet, though. So I don't yeah, think, that's what I'm worried yeah, about. Yeah, but I don't think anything that happens with Foghorn is going to be that much of an issue. Well, I hope you're right. Um, we might get to some bugs, but uh, but we'll see how we go. Um, so the first episode is called Dog Gone South. It's a Charlie, and do you remember Colonel Shuffle? He was yes. on that steamship. Yes, I do. Uh, he was great. Well, uh, he's back. Good. In this number from August 27th, 1950. So let's just get stuck in. All right. Charlie doing his normal stuff then, just trying to find himself a home. He's hilarious. You love Charlie, do you? Oh, he's great. He's just really fun. Like He just really swings into the... He sounded more like Bugs in this one. Did sound I think like Bugs. That he has done before. Yeah. You he's, reckon he's you've gonna... seen this one before? I've definitely seen this. And, 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 and when I say I've definitely seen this, like, but ju- probably just before we started doing this whole thing. Was because you like, remember it as if it's one we've watched before. Yes, where I'm pretty sure yeah, I, I, I was seen like, it. I know I've seen this recently. It's like the general sort of uh, format is familiar, but like, yeah, but but it was like lines. 
Yeah, like, 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 like uh, Colonel Shuffle shouting, Belvedere, come here, boy. Yeah, you see, I haven't seen... And his dog, it. Belvedere, the one that runs around without his back legs. On yeah, it's just, he's, he's quite similar looking to Hector, but he's sort of a sort of beige colour. Yeah, but uh, he's so top. He just <laughs> runs with his front legs and his, he's just got his little back legs and in the trying. air. And they're trying. They are yeah, they're going. Yeah. They're just not touching the he ground. He looks like a penny farthing. <laughs> yeah, he's the dog equivalent. <laughs> but a penny farthing that someone's doing. doing the a opposite of a wheelie. Uh, endo. An endo. Yeah. So he's an endo penny farthing <laughs> dog. Yeah. Cool. So we know now Called we know. Belvedere. Called Belvedere. Uh, but, I always wanted to make my own middle name as Belvedere. Just why? Just because I thought I don't have a middle name, and I thought Carl Belvedere. You don't even really have an entire first name. Well, you know. It's there. Well, although we're, there's a fair few cows uh, on, the, uh, on the Dalton. roster for yeah. for uh, this, the, the Looney Tunes Merry Melodies Titanic. bit. There's a cow. You, d- you did it. You did that. Yeah. You so. and your cow buddies. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Colonel Shuffle, classic Southern, you know. Yeah. Uh, plantation owner uh, character. Charlie's looking for a home. He pretends to be from the South uh, to... Uh, trying to endear himself to Colonel Shuffle. Yeah, and he tries to off Belvedere. And he tries to get rid of Belvedere, uh, which doesn't really work for him very well. Uh, so at first he just tries the it's him or me approach. Yes. I don't know why he thought that was going to work know. for him. I, that was Especially not like right at the start. Yeah. So then he but then he does Belvedere up to uh be like a, a, a Yankee soldier. Yeah. Uh, he gives him a little blue hat and a... Uh, a banner that says the North forever. Yeah. Um, and that, that gets Colonel Shuffle angry for a bit. It does. Uh, and also Charlie disguises himself as a Confederate soldier. And Injured. Protect, comes in all wounded and Colonel Shuffle's like, oh, it's one of ours and takes him in. But that doesn't last very long. No. Uh, then Belvedere winds up disguised as uh, like a full on Yankee soldier. Uh, no, he 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 gets um, dressed up as a uh, baseball player from the Yankees. Oh, um, is that what it is? Yeah. So Char- Charlie dresses him up when he's sleeping because he he goes up to Charlie's house and he's like, "Oh, Belvedere, you're always sleeping," and dresses him up as a Yankee baseball player, um, and then he comes out. And, it's an incredible disguise. Uh, well, this 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 isn't the disguise you're thinking of. This is just why Belvedere gets kicked out. Again, because he ends up beating up. Uh, oh, I think Colonel I must Shuffles have missed a transition a then. Yeah, yeah. So he, he ends up beating up Belvedere quite, uh, not Belvedere, uh, Colonel Shuffle quite a bit because Charlie just keeps putting him in the wrong place. Yeah, okay. Um, and that's why Belvedere gets chased off. So who, wh- who's the amazing disguise? Well, the amazing disguise is Belvedere after Belvedere's been chased off yeah. and Charlie's taken his place. And it's because Belvedere's been chased off totally. Um, that's why Charlie gets to be allowed to be his dog. Yeah, but who's he, who's Belvedere disguised as? I don't know who he's disguised as. Because I thought it was because like, it's all it's all blue and he's got the little hat again, but he's got a big ginger beard. Yeah, no, he's he's just it's somebody coming around asking for a dog. Yeah, who he, he wants looks to... absolutely human. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and then he just unzips it and takes off the beard, and then he's just Belvedere just again. Belvedere, yeah. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't work out for Charlie. He gets turfed out, and Belvedere and Colonel Shuffle sing a little song. Yeah, about being in the south, um, but yeah, it's a it's an old one. I mean, Charlie has travelled quite far now looking for a home. He's clearly given up on the entire northern United States. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't seem to manage it, which is I mean, I know he can be a little bit annoying, but I'd have him as a dog. But also, his 
demonstrations of how easily he makes friends are weird. He's just like, hello, caterpillar. Hello, flower. Hello, fence post. <laughs> and it's just like, this isn't, this isn't doing you any favours, Charlie. And that's not, that's not making friends. Like, I don't make friends with everybody I say hello to. And every object. And every object. I'm not like, hello, Benjo. Yeah, exactly. Although that Banjo is my friend. So. He's a good friend. He's my good friend, Banjo. Yeah. But, I don't know, this was quite isolated from the rest of proceedings. Um, yeah, but, I mean, we were kind of expecting that. I mean, Colonel episode. Shuffle seems a bit more... Like, I I've, I presumed he was a plantation owner before as well, but we saw him in his sort of, you know, card-sharking element on the steamship, and now yeah. he's, we've just got a little insight into his, his home life, which is exactly as you'd expect, yeah, sitting, sitting on, a on a porch with a julep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sniffing magnolia. Uh, so yeah, but like, they didn't really give me much. No. It was fun. It, yeah, I, I did enjoy it, but there's no. But like, there wasn't even really any sort of like physics to look at or anything like that. But since since Charlie's since Charlie's gone south, yeah, like he's not he, really he meeting any principal game. characters. No. Um, so I think we should probably uh, switch a route to some principal characters. Let's do that. Daffy and Porky are still in the same place. Is it the same Porky? Uh, well. Uh, I don't know. I mean, out. last we saw Daffy, he was uh, under duress, trying to uh, from by gangsters uh, who were trying to make him lay a golden egg. Do you think Porky's rescued him from the gangsters? Do you think? Do you think he's got his like act together after being beaten up and he's went in? There's only one way to find out. There is, and that is to watch the Ducksters, which is the Daffy Duck and Porky Pig number uh, from September second, nineteen fifty. Let's watch that. Let's let's look at it. Daffy seems like uh, Porky's in some trouble in this one, and uh, Daffy seems to be that trouble. Yeah, I mean, you you, you seem to have a theory. I was I yeah. was more lost than you. Well, uh, it, it it seems to be um, Daffy is running a game show, and Porky is a contestant on that game show. And every time Porky gets a question wrong, he gets hurt in some horrible, horrible way. He gets oh, the yeah. Rock of Gibraltar dropped on him. Yeah. He gets, uh, I think there's like 6,000 gallons of Niagara Falls water poured over him. Um, and I don't think Daffy's just snapped here and he's just started some sort of horrific Saw-based um, It was a lot game. like Saw. It was. Well, I think, well, th- th- this, is, this is my theory so far. Um... Daffy's still trying to find out if this Porky is Porky the Third. So I think this is actually him interrogating slash torturing under the guise of it being a game show in the hopes that he's going to be able to catch him out with the question of, who are you? <laughs> just just uh, for $26 million, yeah. what is your name? Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like he's just taken it too far and he's always kind of wanting to get back into show business so I think he's taken a run at it like it's a show business thing so that's what I kind of figured at the start is that he's taking he, like he's like you know at the start of I'm Alan Partridge where he goes to the he meets the commissioner of BBC and yeah. he's pitching programs uh like I reckon this is just one of Daffy's programs he's going to pitch, but unfortunately he's going to have filmed it himself in like his basement or whatever. Yeah, but I still but, think he's trying to interrogate Porky here. I think he's trying to figure out if this Porky is Porky the Third or Porky the Fourth or you know one of the other many but different he's Porkies. Trying to do it under the guise of a showbiz thing. Yeah, so but that, also that Porky would, doesn't cotton on to him and go, okay, well I'm not telling you. But also, it would be a 
a big reveal very publicly that might get him back into like yeah. celebrity. Exactly. It's just like, yeah, do you remember the? It'll be like Frost Nixon, but more violent. Yeah. He'll be so, like, do you remember when Daffy Duck finally outed? <laughs> so Porky I, I, Pig I think as the previous dictator of Porkytopia on his good game <laughs> show. I I think it is um, like agency licensed torture, essentially an agency licensed interrogation of Porky. Um, but it was Daffy's called the, put his own spin on it. It was also called the uh, Ajax Broadcasting Company. Yeah, and it does sound like when asked what their name was, yeah. it was like we're the Ajax <laughs> yeah, Broadcasting exactly. Company. Yeah, oh, dodge a bullet there. Yeah. Didn't say agency. And it was, uh, what was it? Eagle brought to you by Eagle Hands Laundry Company. As your eagle got dirty hands, we'll scrub them for yeah, you. Yeah, it's like, like they, 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 they've clearly pretty hastily dragged this facade together. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I think the, like this is about. But Borky does show his colours when he wins the $27 million and three cents by immediately phoning up. The, the age, yeah, the age, axe. Axe. and and buying the company. Obviously, he didn't buy the company at all because there there was no company to buy. Um, but he then immediately turned on Daffy, like, right, I'm going to get you now because I'm your boss, and we know what he's like when he's the boss. So yeah, we absolutely do. And we were seeing him lose his temper a bit. Mm. Um, I thought it was Porky the Fourth at the start, but I think that may even have been. Uh, Porky the Third's intention, yeah. uh, you know, his, pla- his plan was to not get found out. Yeah. But when he realised he could manipulate it so that he could Be become boss. the boss, uh, it turned. And you notice his stutter turned. died off as well. His stutter died right off. It was right, rehammed up at the start. It was. I, uh, so yeah, that's my. I like it. It's take good. on it. That's it, that's what I took away from watching that. It's also like. You know, he was he had his farm, which is did well for him before, but like that got sort of like turned over by gangsters. Yeah. Uh so he's had to have another plan. And his rise to power before was very definitely uh like rhetoric based. Yeah. Like and what better way to carry that out after you've dealt with Daffy Duck than to uh have a radio have a radio show. show. Exactly. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Last last we saw Daffy though. He was about to get chopped in half with a saw. That is true, yeah. We can only presume if he crops up again that there was indeed a doctor in the balcony. Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, is we like we know that Daffy gets himself out of some right pickles because last time we saw Daffy, Daffy before this, he was locked in a room with some gangsters. Yeah, but I kind of think he might have just laid all those eggs. You reckon? Give yeah, it maybe. Yeah, no, they, they, he they, laid yeah. one. He's done it once. Yeah, exactly. Under pressure. So yeah, that's that's my takeaway. Porky the Third now believes he is in charge of a radio station. Also, where did Daffy get $26 million to give Uh, away? Well, yeah, but the thing is, you never saw that, though. Yeah, you just saw a sack of money, and and I guess it's a closed loop, because he goes, how much? And they go, $26 million and And three cents. cents. So so he never saw that, so Porky never saw that money, but Porky now does, and the agency have got him under control, because he now believes he owns a radio station. Do you think that three cents was a little cheeky addition by Daffy? And that the allotted prize money uh, for the facade was $26 million, such that when Porky phoned up and said, can I buy the company? Yeah. And they said, like, they, 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 put, they priced it a little too high like, to, to be out of his price range. Yeah. They said $26 million and three, three cents. cents. And he goes, oh, it's all right, I've got yeah, that. And I've Daffy got. was like, oh, I shouldn't have put that little bit of flavour in. Yeah, but I, but I think now the agency have got uh, Porky 
in a position that they want him. They, they've essentially given him a job without him knowing it's the agency and he's now running this radio station. So do you think the, the agency wants a sort of like a dictatorship under them? No, well, I, I just think they, they would rather he be running a radio station that they're in control of, even though he doesn't know it's the agency, than him being out trying to start up his own nation state on his own. This way they can manipulate him, not necessarily to start up a dictatorship, but just because they can control him because they are actually, you know, yeah, they're manoeuvring. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they've they've got the they're pulling the strings here. Yeah, uh, yeah, they so they, they, they know, and they know Porky position. can be uh, powerful. Yeah, like it's it's good. They're just trying to get him harness on, him. Yeah, harness that power. Um, their willingness. I mean, we know Daffy gets out of these sorts of situations mm. all the time, but their willingness to just give up their agent is. It's quite sinister. I I wouldn't be surprised if they are the ones to put a stop to Daffy getting hurt. Possibly, but also Daffy has, like, Daffy used to be, like, a very skilled agent Mm. and now has not been, like, of late, has not been useful at all. The war wasn't good for him, though. Yeah, my point is he's retired. Yeah. Well, do you think they're just going to... They're just going to go, look... Off him. Yeah. It's like, um... Like that, uh, nah, like, uh, uh, that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that must go on a, all the time. It is, it is it's like we can't just have this, you know, loose this weapon we've created just milling about in his duckmobile. Yeah, it's kind of like the born identity, hanging out. isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. The Daffy identity. The uh, the Oakley identity. <laughs> oh, his last name's Oakley. That's <laughs> what it is. It's the Oakley yeah. identity. That's that's what's going on here. Yeah. So yeah, I know. I think he's going to have to get out of that situation himself. I'm but sure if it is manage. like the Bourne identity, we know that Daffy can kill anyone with any item. Yeah. A towel, a magazine. Like just, just, even just his mind. It, uh, but I reckon, Jason I re- Bourne never just killed anyone with his no, mind. No, 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 but Jason Bourne isn't Daffy Oakley. Daffy Oakley can just bash himself in the head with a mallet and, and create several ones of, of himself. Exactly. So. I mean, I, I reckon Daffy has the ability to like just say something to you and it just send you so mad. Yeah, I reckon Porky's screwed the pooch here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon we're going to get a full, you know, three-film revenge <laughs> revenge plot. Uh, uh, well, before that happens, should we move on to this good Foghorn Leghorn episode? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to give us much because he's always just fucking about. No dog in this one, though. I don't think Barnyard Dog was listed in the Henry no, Hawk no, one either, actually. though. No, it was just so, Henry Hawk and Foghorn. Like, I, 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 would, I would bet that... Uh, Foghorn Leghorn is just fucking around with that dog again. I hope but so. let's go and see. Uh, we're watching A Fractured Leghorn, which is unsurprisingly a Foghorn Leghorn number uh, from September 16th, 1950. Let's check it out. <laughs> Told you, just he's just fucking about. He is, but this time he's messing about with Claude. Claude isn't um, listed in this, but he doesn't seem specifically to be fucking around with Claude. No, like Claude, Claude just, just happened, happened to, to be, be there, yeah. and he's fucking around directionlessly. <laughs> yeah, but that is Foghorn Leghorn. If anything, one. if anything, Foghorn Leghorn's life has become even more directionless. Yeah, I don't know what's happened to Barnyard Dog. I uh, like maybe maybe. Foghorn's just off on a different part of the farm. Like, we always seem to tune in when he's fucking around with the dog, but I'm thinking he just fucks about a lot. Well, I'm wondering, because he's even more Gabby in this one than usual. Yeah. Like, I'm wondering if the dog's gone, 
and, and he's had no one and to he's just vent at. kind of yeah he's just yeah. going on his own but, he does like to go though doesn't he but basically Claude's there at the start he's fishing he's got hooks on his toes as well yeah. uh, like you know a little fishing line and hooks on each toe and a fishing rod but he doesn't have any bait on it and no. all he catches is a note from the fish saying hey idiot you need to put a worm on the hook if you want to catch a fish yeah sincerely the fish um so he goes to try and find a worm Foghorn Leghorn is obviously just peckish, also looking for a worm. Yep. A worm manifest. It's very similar to bookworm, but without no the glasses. glasses. Yep. It's just but it's the same format. Yeah. Don't I don't think sentient at all though. Uh he sort of looks up and like shakes his head, so like he's got something going on in there. Yeah. But like he's he he doesn't speak. No. But then Bookworm never spoke, did he? No, but he did have a nice of formal clothing. Two. He had a little jacket. Did have and, a little jacket. And, and, and glasses. And, and glasses. Yeah. Um so yeah, basically the episode revolves around uh, the cat trying to get the worm and Falkhorn Leghorn sort of intermittently trying to get the worm but also just pestering Claude for sort of doing stuff wrong and in a sort of fashion of that Harry Enfield character who used to just, you know, go, oh, you don't want to do it like that. Yeah. You, you want <laughs> yeah, to do it like yeah. this. Uh, like he was sort of like that. But he does kind of... <laughs> he kept slapping him about and making him falling over. He goes, look, what's wrong with you? You're falling all over yourself and he's picking him back up, which I quite liked. But I think he's doing that kind of thing where, you know, like you get these people who are just quite big and they don't realise that what they're doing is like, you know, really affecting somebody's yeah. physical space. Um, so, you know, he keeps bashing them about. And it's just like, oh, why Why do you keep falling over? It's like, well, because you keep hitting us. Claude but, doesn't take kindly to it. Claude's reaction is far more targeted. Like, there's at least one time where he paints his finger up to look like a worm and sticks it through a fence. Yeah. Foghorn Leghorn comes for it. And he's actually got this little hatch on the fence that catches Foghorn Leghorn by the neck. Yeah. And then he sets up a contraption that just to, paints his face green. Yeah, to slap him in the face with a green paintbrush. Yeah. It's like got a like, fucking sail cheers. on it. Yeah, it was it's fucking like, awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. But, but like, it was like, a lot of effort to go to for... I don't really understand what it was... Just slap him a bit. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I, th- I think Claw's just like... You know, he, he's got a game plan is to get this worm and he just doesn't need fog on leg on coming in and oh, yeah. his chops for it well, all the time. understandably. Which he um, is. He definitely is. Yeah, uh, he's a chops buster. So, I mean, in the end, they decide they're going to split the worm to yeah. stop this argument. Uh and the worm sort of cheekily edges one side of the line or the other when they're going to chop it yeah. uh, to try and avoid death. Yeah. Uh, Falcon does some amazing maths. Go, go for it. Uh, so he's, he's like, look, there's the, like, I don't have half a worm, you don't have half a worm, two not halves equal just a not thing. So it's like, you know, it's not there. And it's like, that that is true. Two halves of nothing equals to a whole nothing. Yeah. Well done, Foghorn. Uh, and then uh, the episode basically ends with Fog- Foghorn just talking to himself. So, you know, the, the only time Claude speaks in the episode is to tell him to shut up and he yeah. conks him over the head. And then it's just Foghorn Leghorn going, well, you know, I could stop talking if I want. I'm not one of these people who has to gab on all the time. Some people just have to keep flapping their gums, but I'm not me. I'm not one of those people. One of these times my daddy told me to shut up and I, I just shut up. I didn't say anything. Didn't say anything for days. I nearly starved to death. I did. Didn't even tell him I was hungry. And the, the, yeah, the just closes just around, closing it, yeah. around him. And he's holding it open, the portal, just to scream at someone. So I think Falkhorn Leghorn is pretty lonely. Yeah, well, that, I, he always has uh, struck me as a bit of a lonely character. I mean, no, like, he needs that dog there. Yeah, I think Barnyard Dog finally got sick of it. Yeah. And it's just packed up and left. 
And Foghorn Leghorn's just... He doesn't know what to do. Doesn't know what to do with himself. Because he hasn't got Henry the Hawk kicking about all the time. Yeah, uh, and well, also, Henry Hawk is nearly always introduced to the situation by thinking the dog is a chicken. Yeah. And the dog has to tell him that yeah, so the dog's a chicken. So the dog, he's just going to turn up where the barnyard dog is. Yeah. So uh, like, poor think, Foghorn. Yeah, poor Foghorn just needs a friend. He does just need a friend. Uh, the other thing in this episode that was mentioned in the first episode as well with uh, Colonel Shuffle is Chitlin. Yeah, Chitlins. So we looked it up. 